0: The excursions overall, I think we we had a pretty good selection. You know, it's a, it's there's always sort of highs and lows with each one. So, yeah. but nothing was like a a disaster. And like I said, no no vomit bags were used. <laughs> That's a big win for my family. Yeah.
1: duo fans, before we dive into tonight's episode, just a couple of quick announcements. First, sorry, we got off our release schedule. We had a couple week hiatus there. I had intended to put out some shows while we were traveling, and it just did not happen as we were spending some quality time together as a family. But we are now back on our release cadence, and I hope you're enjoying the episodes. That's also what led to our supersized episode recently, a two-hour episode about our fabulous trip out to Willie and Rebecca's wedding in Orlando and a week-long cruise on The Wish. It was so much fun. So hope you enjoyed that supersized episode. We generally try to keep the episodes down to an hour. And so I uh, hope you enjoyed that episode. We we probably won't have too many of those in the future. With that, we did have a couple of uh, listener questions come in. The first one is over email. And so I wanted to uh, read those on the air and respond to them so everyone in the community can benefit from them. So let's head over to the old email inbox. You've got mail. This one comes from Kristen who writes, Hi, DCL Duo. In one of your podcasts, Sam mentioned that she knows she has to get to the theater 30 to 45 minutes early to get a seat. I assumed there was enough capacity to seat everyone assigned to the same dining time. Is it possible you're also competing with some in the other time slot who made alternative dining plans, i.e. room service, and are choosing to watch the show at the time that corresponds with the other half of the ship? I have a five-year-old and a -a two-and-a-half-year-old, so I worry about their patience waiting for the show to begin and don't want to get there any earlier than I have to. It sounds like getting there 20 minutes early may not be enough. Well, Kristen, I wanted to let Sam respond to that. So I'll let Sam take over here.
2: Thanks so much for your question, Kristen. First, to answer your question, is there enough capacity for everyone on board if you split them in half into the early and the late um, shows? And the answer is actually no. I believe the Walt Disney Theater holds between 1,000 to 1,200 passengers, depending upon the ship. And on the larger ships, you're talking about you know, 4,000 people on board or passengers on board. But generally speaking, there are enough seats for everyone who wants to go see the show because not everyone is going to go to the main stage theater shows. But the reason for why I get to the theater 30 to 45 minutes before the show is because I typically want a good seat. If you are willing to get a seat in the back or split up your party, you can arrive at, you know, even five, 10 minutes before the show and you'll be okay. I would say 20 minutes is probably a best practice if you want an, an... A decent seat. If you want a really good seat, thirty to forty-five minutes is what you're going to need. So you absolutely can go to the show not too far in advance, but it really depends on where you want to sit in the theater. Especially if you would like to sit in the balcony seating, you can probably show up a little bit later than when I show up. Well, anyway, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy your sailing and hope you enjoy Beauty and the Beast or Frozen or one of the other amazing Disney main
1: stage shows. All right, thanks, Sam. And with that, we have a listener voicemail. So let's head over to the voicemail line.
2: Hi, this is Sonia from Raleigh, North Carolina. I am calling because we have um, a seven-day Western Caribbean with the fantasy coming up, and we were on the WIS last year, and what my husband loved about the WIS was the outdoor area, the rainforest row. And I know that there is no rainforest row that has an outdoor area on the fantasy, but he liked that it was kind of secluded. And that we could get done. There really weren't a lot of people, especially on when we were at port at the Bahamas. So I'm just seeing like what Brian's opinion is of the first room on the Fantasy. Like should we get it? Should we get by a day pass or should we skip it? Um, thank you so much. Big plan
1: well Sonia great question um the first rainforest room I ever experienced was on the fantasy and it is a great rainforest room it has a dry sauna that has a small window that looks out onto the ocean it has a hamam which is a steam room with heated loungers and scrubs and things like that and then it had a Lucurium I forget the name of it but a, a wet another wet steam area with some like eucalyptus and stuff in the air, uh, and there are there is an outdoor space. It's not as nice as the one on the wish, but what they have are a deck space that has I think about a dozen, maybe ten to twelve heated loungers, like you probably saw on the wish, uh, and then two hot tubs out there as well that are outdoors. So. There is a little bit of outdoor space. It's just not as big or I would say as nice as the one on the Wish. Now that said, I think it's definitely worth checking out if you enjoyed the Rainforest Room on the Wish. I think it is very relaxing and very nice. Uh, They also, of course, have the different showers. Uh, The the Wish's showers are a little different than the ones they have on the the Fantasy. Ones on the Fantasy, they have like three or four different showers that have different settings and you tap a button and it gives you kind of different experiences in the showers, which I think are also fun. Well, the experience is different. I think it's a fabulous rainforest room. It's one that I would go back to now. Whether to get a length of cruise pass or a day pass, I think really depends on three questions: one, what's your budget; uh, two, how often do you really think you're going to use it; um, and three, how much are you willing to have other people in the space. The Fantasies Rainforest Room, in my experience, does fill up, especially on those sea days on those seven-night itineraries. Now, when people are in port, if you're not interested in getting off, the rainforest room will probably be less crowded. So I think it just really depends on, you know, when you're going early morning, it tended to be less crowded than later in the day. Uh, so it just depends on when you're going, whether you want to spend the money on the pass for the week or just the day. Um, and then, you know, also look, availability of the day passes, they keep saying is limited and based on availability. So you may go on the day you want to go and they don't have a pass. I think that is unlikely if you're trying to access the rainforest room on a port day, for instance. But on sea days, I will say that room does get busy, especially the later in the day you go. Uh, so if you want to pop in for a couple hours in the morning, I think you're much more likely to find it less subscribed or oversubscribed. And then last thing I'll say is one of my biggest complaints about the rainforest room on some of the other ships was that they didn't seem to come through and clean them as often. As they might want to. Now, post COVID, I haven't been on the fantasy except for once when the Rainforest room was a completely private experience. So I don't know if they've stepped things up a little bit in response to kind of some of the post COVID protocols that they've implemented. Um, but, you know, it's just there are a lot of like wet towels on the floor and things like that, people not cleaning up after themselves, which is kind of frustrating when you've paid for the experience. So, That might be something you encounter as well. That said, love the rainforest room on the fantasy. Definitely think it's worth checking out. Uh, Just consider your budget, uh, how many people you're comfortable with, because those outdoor loungers can fill up pretty quickly, especially on sea days. Uh, And, you know, check it out, see what you think. And would love to hear back from you what you thought about it if you do. All right. With that, we are going to head into our main episode now. Thanks, everybody. Welcome back, everybody. This week's bonus episode of the DCL Duo podcast brought to you by My Path Unwinding Travel. And Sam, we are heading to the Great White North. I guess that's Canada, actually. We don't call Alaska <laughs> the Great White North, but we're heading that direction, past that direction to Alaska.
2: That's right. Well, and because it's a Disney cruise that we're going to be talking about, we are actually heading to the Great White North first, right? So uh, Disney Cruise sails, it's Alaska cruises out of the port of Vancouver. So we are technically heading to the Great White North first, Brian. A pit stop. The pit pit stop. stop.
1: (laughs) We're gonna start by welcoming our guest back who has been on the show several times and is kind enough to join us this evening to talk about her trip to Alaska because we did not go to Alaska ourselves. So let me start by welcoming Jen to the show. Welcome, Jen.
2: Hey, how is everybody tonight? Good. Good to see you again. For those of you who well, you'll probably remember once we start talking, but Jen's been on a bunch of a bunch of times. Uh, probably most famously with possibly the worst trip to
0: Egypt ever. Um, so <laughs> My daughter still brings it up. Not
1: <laughs> Well, Jen, remind folks about your Disney Cruise Line uh, background. And I do actually have an ABD question for you this evening, but uh, remind folks first of your uh, Disney Cruise Line background.
0: Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, we started, I think, like a lot of folks do with the parks because it scratches that type A planner itch, I think, in a lot of us. And um, But we're not huge ride people. A recurring theme in our trips is my daughter has a lot of motion sickness issues. So even though we still like just walking around the parks... I sort of dragged everybody on a cruise for the first time. I want to say it was 2018 or 19 to try it. And then uh, luckily it was a smooth sailing and everybody had a really great time. And so we've been back now on quite a few and just uh, hit platinum. And so that was really exciting. And, uh, And then we've done, yeah, sort of a selection of adventures by Disney and then uh, a couple random trips on our own, uh, like to Tokyo, which of course, you know, included the Disney parks, uh, amongst other things. So
1: nice. Is this your first time to Alaska?
0: Well, no, actually, um, My son has always wanted to cruise to Alaska and we had it planned in 2020 and obviously that didn't happen. And then I don't think they were cruising there in 2021 either. So he and I did a land trip uh, with Adventures by Disney actually when they restarted to Alaska that summer, but he sort of still wanted to do the cruise. And uh, and then my daughter wasn't able to go on the land trip and she's always wanted to go to Canada. So we thought two birds, one stone, we'll get a few days in Vancouver, go
1: a little early and then uh, do the Alaska cruise because I'd always heard. They were really great. And if I recall correctly, Jen, you're coming from Dallas, Houston? San
0: Antonio. San yeah, Antonio,
1: San Antonio. Pretty, okay. Yeah, pretty far south.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like 115 with the heat index. So, Oh my God. Uh, we're, missing, oh my God. we're missing Alaska right now. Jeez.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's pretty awful. So you flew up to Vancouver on, or did you fly through Seattle? Did you fly direct to Vancouver?
0: San Antonio doesn't have a ton of direct flights except, you know, to like Orlando and LA and those places. So, but I found a direct from Austin to Vancouver. So it was definitely worth the just shy of hour and a half drive to drive up to Austin did do the direct? Unfortunately, there's one a day. I think it was on um, it was on Air Canada, but the one coming back, which Disney always lands on Mondays from the Alaska cruise, and so the one coming back was at like nine thirty or something, and we couldn't mm-hmm. make that. So we did have to fly back through. Um, I think we stopped in uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, so something like that on the way back.
1: And how far in advance did you get in for the for the cruise? Did you go in just a day before, or did you spend some time in Vancouver?
0: I want to say late Friday night, and so. So we had basically all day Saturday and Sunday and then actually did a food tour Monday morning and even kind of rolled onto the ship around 1, one thirty p.m. Which actually, The kids were a little stressed about it at first. They were like, oh, no, you know, what if we were acid? Well, you know, it doesn't leave till like three or four, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> wouldn't we rather have a little more time in uh, Vancouver. And uh, they ended up really liking it because, I mean, we were concierge, so we probably wouldn't have had to wait anyway. But it was great because we just showed up. Most people were on board. We'd already eaten a lot, so we weren't worried about getting to the lunch. So, yeah, we just kind of got in and the rooms had just opened. So it was kind of nice. Just kind of went to our room and threw our stuff down and and then, uh, you know, walked around a little bit.
1: I was going to say, bold move, uh, doing a food tour... On embarkation day, uh, yeah. not from a timing standpoint, but from yeah, a food, the food quality standpoint, family to, yeah.
0: is all about the food tour. So we did <laughs> <That's do it. laughs>
1: How did you how did you find that tour? And you know what else did you get up to in Vancouver before you set sail?
0: It, I think it was called Vancouver Foodie Tours, and they were they were great. I mean, it wasn't um, private tour; it was a group. But the first day we were there on Saturday morning, we got up and we took the metro to the richmond area which is sort of the asian part of town and we did a i think it was called the asian eats food tour and it was wonderful we had a pretty small group that's where like all the big dim sum places are and there's a ton of indian restaurants there too yeah. maybe eight seven or eight of us and our guide was wonderful um she was uh i think a theater major and sort of does this um as a, you know, a, a side job. And, um, so she was terrific. And then, yeah. And then just everything we ate was wonderful. And then we, we spent some time afterwards just kind of wandering around. Um, I think it's called Aberdeen center, the mall down there,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, which is sort of all, um, you know, Asian stores and obviously there's great souvenirs. And so that was really fun. And we kind of spent the mo- morning and early afternoon doing that. And then we brought Garrett back to the hotel just to, you know, relax a little bit. My daughter and I can walk around all day, but he, you know, he needs breaks uh, now and then because he's my my younger one. He's about 11. And then so she and I continued to walk around. We went to see kind of the Gastown Steam Clock and, mm-hmm. and check out uh, a couple of the stores kind of in the area of the port. So not too far. So we could come back, you know, within an hour to him. And then we had a, a nice dinner downtown and... That was Saturday. And then Sunday, we went over to the Capilano Suspension Bridge, which mm-hmm. I heard people on your podcast talking about before, which was a lot of fun. We had good weather and, and walked around all the bridges all morning. And then we went up to Grouse Mountain. You can take a gondola up there, which did manage to make Violet a little sick. <laughs> <laughs> but then we, we figured we better hang out on the mountain for a while. And there was still snow, which was fun. And... um they have a couple of um, grizzlies, which, you know, can no longer be in the wild. So you can kind of go see them. And then um, they had a lumberjack show, which was a lot of fun because we had not signed up for that in um, Ketchikan like a lot of people do. Uh, but it was a great show. It was outdoors. And the kids actually really enjoyed it. Pretty humorous, which was good. And um, took the little chairlift up on the mountain. So we so we spent a while on the mountain. And then we, we came back and kind of called it a night and just had uh, some sushi near the hotel. How far away was that from
2: sort of the downtown Vancouver area?
0: Yeah, we, uh, we had, we hired a driver for that kind of day. Um, and so I don't think I timed it exactly, but I want to say we, we, on the way out of town, we stopped in Stanley Park and saw the, the totems, uh, hung out for a bit and then went to the bridge and then the, and the mountain and no more than half an hour, I don't think. The longest drive is coming back because we hit some traffic. And then Monday morning before we got on the ship, we went to Granville Island. That was the other yeah. Vancouver oh, yeah. duty tour. And they do um, a tour of the market at the island, which was terrific. I mean, yeah. obviously, you know, they're going to a bunch of the, the stalls uh, in the market. Um, And they have, you know, everything kind of prearranged. But, um, you know, the selection was really diverse and really great. And there was a mix of all ages on the tour, which was nice. I think the Asian Eats tour, you have to, you'd have to know that your kid's willing to, you know, likes Asian food or or willing to kind of try a variety of things. And the the dim sum part requires, you know, sitting for a while. So they have to be a little patient versus the market. You're kind of constantly moving and walking around and there's a lot Um, to kind of see. And I, I think that would keep most kids Entertained. And then with donuts, So, you know.
1: <laughs> and whereabouts did you stay in Vancouver?
0: Uh, we stayed, I think, like a lot of people recommend at the Pan Pacific. Okay. Yeah, which overall was great. They they handle your bags they just take them right onto the ship in the morning oh that's really nice call them to your room they pick them up they take them onto the ship i'd say other than that i mean the hotel is probably starting to show its age a little bit i mean we it was the view was great we had a view of the the uh, port and the ships in the morning but the rooms have double beds which you know is a Mm -hmm. little small as your kids start to get bigger so we had one room with two double beds and like i said the The room was really spacious. It just, you know, it's looking a little aged, I would say, for the price, but it's got a prime location. So, and Vancouver in general is a little expensive, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's cool that you did the Lumberjack show
2: outside of Vancouver. And I'm thinking because, as you mentioned, a lot of people do it in Ketchikan, but there's like a lot of different excursions, of course, to do in Ketchikan. And you might want to do like, you know, you might have a hard time deciding between two or three. And we've heard good things about the Lumberjack show. Yeah, everybody on our cruise who did it seemed to enjoy it. Yeah, but it also but if you can do it in Canada outside of Vancouver, it worked out. (laughs) <laughs> maybe maybe then save your you know get yeah. a helicopter or whatever you can you know whatever else you can do and catch a can so yeah. I think it's a good tip if you've got, you know, a
0: limited number of day- port days, yeah. of course. My um, kids enjoyed it, but I will say their favorite day of the entire trip, cruise included, was that, you know, hanging out uh, at the Aberdeen Mall and then <laughs> doing the Asian food tour. <laughs> and, and just because they love, I think especially after being in Tokyo, it was fun yeah. to kind of relive seeing all those little, the, all the little fun items. And and uh, and my son's very into anime at this point in his life. Ah, uh, so. yeah. Was also that. <laughs>
1: Well, you make it on board the fabulous Disney Wonder, and uh, I'd like to focus, I guess, on some of the ports, because Alaska is a port-heavy cruise. Which ports did you visit on this sailing?
0: Sure. Uh, Well, our um, first day was sea, of course. I think they book in first and last or sea days. The second day is their glacier day, so we Mm -hmm. went Mm -hmm. Tracy Arm, Um, and then it was three port days in a row, which was you Juno, and Ketchikan in that order.
1: How was the Fjord uh, or the, you know, the, the, what do you call it? The Iceberg Day, I guess. The, the Glacier uh, Day. Glacier Day, Glacier Day. Yeah, no icebergs when we're talking It
0: reminded me of um, the Marvel Day at Sea Energy because everybody is like excited to see the characters in their costumes and kind of running around on deck. And it, it was cold, which was fun for us because we don't get that very often. And we had mostly pretty good weather. I mean, it was sunny or slightly cloudy. And then we got just a couple of very brief, you know, kind of spurts of rain. So it wasn't too bad. Uh, we kind of ran around and usually the kids are not very into characters, but I think if given a challenge, like seeing a bunch of them in the costumes, my mm-hmm. daughter as a teen will will kind of latch on to the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So indulge me and then drag Garrett along. So, uh, so we did a lot of that. We took the later... Um, smaller boat excursion uh-huh. at 3pm, which, um, I think we enjoyed, it was fun to see, you know, the glacier, the kids got the glacier ice and their drinks and <laughs> ate some snacks and we had a beautiful rainbow, you know, as we were cruising. But I think that as it's similar theme to the whale watch, you know, when you start spending more than like an hour and on the, the water in the small boat, you know, most kids kind of.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: They're a little bored. of <laughs> get a little that. bored. Yeah. So I think overall they enjoyed it. And my daughter had a, a scopolamine patch on the whole time. So, mm-hmm. so she did well, except actually our first and last sea day really were a little rough, which is unusual in Alaska. Mm-hmm. They said on the, the way out, I think we missed our opportunity. I didn't totally understand, but to go through, maybe it's the inside passage Heart. So anyway, we ended up having to go kind of a long way around. And so we were on the Pacific Ocean, kind of the open oh. ocean. It was pretty rough. Even my son got a little sick that night. But luckily, they were able to fall asleep and, you know, woke up feeling fine. It yeah. yeah. was really smooth. yeah But it was a little rough that
1: night. And first up on ports again was, uh, did you say Juno was first?
0: We did Skagway first. Skagway.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, and how was Skagway? What did you get up to in Skagway?
0: The first thing we did is I took the White Pass rail. I knew the kids, it was going to be a lot of port stops in a row. So I said, you know, do you guys have any interest in going on the train? And of course they were like, <laughs> so, uh, and they're old enough now. I mean, and my daughter's 15. So I said, okay, well you guys can stay on the, the ship, you know, for the I think the whole I was gone maybe two hours. It really wasn't that long. And uh I did the rail, uh, which was beautiful. It was relaxing, but I knew I made the right choice because every kid on the train with me seemed bored, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> um, just because, you know, you're just sitting there, uh, you don't get off. It's you go up and then circle around and come back. So I did that and then uh went back and we we had a little lunch and uh my daughter and I walked around the small, you know, it's small, the small town a bit. Mm -hmm. And then we had um, a helicopter excursion in the afternoon all together. We took a helicopter to a glacier and got to kind of walk out and walk around the glacier. So the theme on this trip is we each picked one excursion we really wanted to do. So this was my son's choice. He really wanted, he loves helicopters. So he would have preferred to do the dog sledding. But he and I had done that when we were on our land trip in Alaska. Mm -hmm. And we figured for my daughter's sake, you know between the motion sickness and the allergies, we would try this.
2: Oh, she has allergies too?
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Got all the, the, the troubles in the family. But, oh um... Goodness. She just hit the genetic lottery there. I know. <laughs> she, of course, did get sick on the helicopter ride, even though it was about 15 minutes. <laughs> but she did try it. It was the first one she'd been on. and um, But they loved walking around the glacier. You know, it was cold. Uh, and, of course, we were underdressed. But... Uh, you know, there was a waterfall and they got to walk around with little ice poles and crampons. And then they got to drink out of a little glacier stream, you know, on the glacier, which was really fun. And then uh, we flew back on the helicopter. So the whole thing was maybe two hours. So it was one of those things where she was like, I survived it. I don't know that I'll be back on a helicopter because, you know, that part was hard for her. But they, they really liked being on the glacier. And of course, yeah. my son liked the helicopter. So that so was a very busy day for me. But for the kids, we kind of just had to one thing. Yeah, and that's really the only
2: way to get like down yeah. to the glacier, right? Yeah. Is if you do the helicopter, there's, I don't think any of the other excursions get you on it.
0: I don't know that you'd be on it. I mean, I think, you know, like when Minden all day, some people drink drive out to there, but, um, mm. get on any of them. I think you really have to take the helicopter. You know, it wasn't that long, but we, we got a little unlucky. It was four in the back and three in the front, and we all got the back. So I think, and she was in the back center, and they're very, um, rigid, you know, cause they're doing it based on weight. Mm-hmm. And we're uh, a smaller group of people. So we kind of got all put in the back with one other guy. And then, you know, they had three in the front. So so I think that was hard, too, because you just it's a little more nauseating than
1: any reticence from anyone in your party about doing the helicopter. I'm, I, I'm just thinking about I don't know how excited our son would be initially to get into.
0: Well, no, my daughter has always been reticent. So before she has always stayed behind with her dad because they have never had any interest because she was nervous about it, mm-hmm. um, even though she's my older one. and. um my son gets nervous about heights sometimes, but for some reason, the helicopters don't bother him. He really likes those. He and I have been on maybe four or five of them, you know, in various places. But uh, this was the first time, you know, she tried to go. So that was sort of the theme. We were each going to try something new. <laughs> and uh, so she said, you know, I can check it off. I can say I've done it because she's always felt a little bit of FOMO before. But she's like, now I know and it may not be something I can do. <laughs>
1: Well, bravo for trying. Bravo yes, for trying.
0: exactly. And nobody threw up. So that was, you know, that's something. <laughs> that's <laughs> a go. win. Nobody threw up. Yeah, there you go. I always make sure I know where the bags are, but luckily uh, we did not have them.
1: <laughs> All right. So after Skagway, Juno was next
0: up? Yes. So Juno was the one where I picked um, the whale watching tour because I'm always wanting to see whales. <laughs> <laughs> So it was called whale watching I think in Orca Point Lodge. So we started with sort of the whale watching part and she, and she actually did pretty good on that. She gets because it's a fairly good sized boat. It's like mm-hmm. double decker and you can stand or above or below or go inside. She has a little trouble when they stop and then you're bobbing a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm but luckily with the patch, she did fine. I'd say this again, like the glacier day, because we saw, you know, several humpbacks, but you're, you know, you're seeing them from a distance. Mm-hmm. You're seeing the, you know, we saw a couple of flukes, but again, from a distance. So I think <laughs> it's going to sound kind of absurd, but I think after being in um, the Galapagos where you're literally mm-hmm. standing next to so many animals. And then in Costa Rica, where my, my daughter and I went recently, where we saw Uh, many animals from a distance, but also a ton up close. It's just Alaska, the animals tend to be much further away, right? Like you're seeing bald eagles in the trees or you're seeing like a bear from a a fast distance or the whales from a large distance. <laughs> so I think the kids are like, okay, cool. <laughs> and they're like, let's go back to the Galapagos. <laughs> so anyway, we cruise around for a while and we see some animals. He did take us to see some a huge colony of sea lions up pretty close. So they enjoyed that. And then they stop at Orca Point Lodge, which was actually really, was quite enjoyable. It was, um, you know, on a little, you know, island. And uh, they had sort of a, a lunch prepared. That had, I think, everything from like reindeer meatloaf to, (laughs) you know, mac and cheese for like for kids. (laughs) kids. And (laughs) then my kids tend to eat. They like to try all the uh, adult food, quote unquote. But anyway, every, everybody got plenty to eat and they had beignets for dessert, which was nice. And then we kind of got to walk around the grounds of the lodge for a little bit. Um, so they actually really enjoyed that part, which was good. You know, you kind of never know, depending on the food and stuff, how how that part will go. But uh, we basically just headed kind of right back. So the whole excursion was maybe four or five hours. So it was sort of a good length. It wasn't like a some of the Juno tours were eight, nine hours, which seemed oh, like... Oh well. That might be pushing it a little bit. So,
1: did you book all of your excursions for the trip? I mean, outside of what you did in Vancouver with uh, yeah. with Disney, or did you use? It for I party?
0: did. Um, I know when we went to Europe, I did maybe half and half—some through Disney, some on my own. Mm-hmm. But um, this, I just thought, well, there's plenty of things that they offer that I'd be willing to do, and it seemed simpler since I was also planning the Vancouver part on my own. Yeah. So yeah, that worked out. That worked out fine.
1: Would you like a chance to sail with the DCL Duo? Well, we have an opportunity for you. That's right. Next June is going to be our first ever inaugural DCL Duo podcast cruise. And we have a fun lineup of stuff on its way for that sailing. We're going to be on the magic for a three-night Bahamian sailing out of Fort Lauderdale on June 19th, next year, 2024, with a stop at Lighthouse Point, one of the first sailings to go to Lighthouse Point. We are so excited to welcome all of you our listeners and fans out there to join us on this sailing. We've got some special things we want to do, including potentially an onboard recording of the podcast, which will just be so much fun. If you are interested in sailing with us, we would love to meet you. We always love to meet and interact with our listeners. So if you're interested, head over to mypathunwinding.com slash duo. That's mypathunwinding.com slash duo. Let them know you're interested in this sailing. We have a room block reserved, which means you've got opening day pricing locked in for some of our remaining rooms. So head over there, check it out. We'd love to see you on board with that. Thanks to My Path Unwinding Travel for sponsoring the show. And now back to the episode. So after Juno, we're at Ketchikan. What'd you get up to in Ketchikan?
0: So Ketchikan was Violet's day she picked and she picked, uh, she wanted to zip line. Because ah. she, she's funny with all the things she can do. The one thing that does not make her sick is zip, zip lining. <laughs> <laughs> I guess because you're going fast. I don't know. Well, but, it's real smooth, too. So, I get yeah, yeah, It's like the only motion she does not get sick on. Yeah. So roller coasters, no, but zip lining she can do. So And so it's sort of the opposite. My son has never really wanted to do that because um, uh, he... The heights. Yeah, the heights and he has the fear that he'll be stuck on it. So we really had to kind of cajole him (laughs) and say, oh, you know, and it's we, our last cruise, we had done parasailing on Castaway Key, and um, he was very reluctant and we sort of, I try never to drag anybody on anything, kicking and screaming, but we sort of really had to like, can, you know, talk him into it and he almost backed out, but then he got up there with us. It was the three of us went luckily all at the same time and he really enjoyed it. So it was like, okay. So I said, look, you really enjoyed that and you weren't sure. You can do it. Let's let's try. And um, it was going so well. I mean, he was just flying through all the lines. And of course, the very last line. It was a challenging course, I have to say, because it was the first. My daughter and I have done maybe five or six of them, mm-hmm. and this was the first course where you had to use your hand and physically break yourself, like push oh, down wow. on the line. Which you're wearing a glove, but I mean, the gloves are huge, right? They're too right. big for me. Really too much big for a kid. kid. Yeah, and it's it's hard to do that. So anyway the longest fastest line was last and um he just he started breaking too early because he was like oh maybe i'm being too fast you know and so of mm-hmm. course he gets almost to the end breaks too early <laughs> and starts sliding back you oh. Know? oh no and you so mean? the the gentleman you know they were the guides were great, you know he got but he had to gear up you know go out onto the line pull garrett back i mean it was he was out there for a while and so oh. um so that was scary, I think. And so he ended it. I mean, he, he hung in there, but I could tell he was like, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> so, so we'll see. I don't know if he'll want to do it again. But yeah, it was so, it was tough because he made it so far. So far. And, <laughs> and it was, and was having fun. fun. But the guides were really like, you know, kept saying how great he did. And um, obviously, I, I tipped the gentleman <laughs> who, who had to go reel him in because it was it was hard work. So I'm hoping overall, he thinks of it as, you know, a big accomplishment and that even though what he feared the most happened, happened, you know, it was okay. It was okay. Mm -hmm. He made it, you know, everybody else in the group was very patient and supportive, which was really nice. So, uh, it's, yeah. And like I said, all the other zip lines we've been on, the, either the guides will break you if you need to slow down or, um, you break just by kind of grabbing, uh, what amount to like little handles. Mm -hmm. and. Mm -hmm you know, gymming them. So I've never had to, I mean, it was a nice course, but I've never had to kind of put that much work into it, if you know what I mean. So, yeah. And, it, and it's hard to know when, when you should break, you know? So. Yeah.
1: yeah. I'm impressed at 11 years old, doing that on your own. Like that's, uh, yeah. that's not yeah. easy. That's not I'll easy. I'll be
0: honest. I'm
2: not sure I would want to do, so I've done zip lines before mm-hmm. and I terrified every time I've done it before yeah. I do it. And then I love it, but I don't know that I want to do one that I have to self, break. Like, yeah, obviously. that's that sounds terrifying.
0: Yeah, it's tough. I mean, my daughter and I've done them since she was probably about eight, you know, she started pretty young. And, um, and so it's hard to know, because you want your kids to not be afraid to try things and to mm-hmm. have a sense of confidence that they can do something that maybe they thought they couldn't. But you know, you obviously don't want to push them beyond what they're comfortable with. So mm-hmm. so it's a balance. But I, I think overall <laughs> we had a positive experience. And then we, we took him back to the ship to relax. And then uh, she and I kind of just walked around the town a little bit. We went to a great crepe place. It was actually not raining um, in the evening when we were walking around, which was really nice. And I think rare there. So,
2: how late were you guys in port there?
0: Pretty late. I want to say maybe 7, 7, 8 p.m., something like that. And are
2: were most of the
0: ports like
2: that? I mean, I, I get the sense, and I don't know if i ever asked the question directly, but I get the sense that they're
0: long port days, much yeah, longer than... You know, in Ketchikan or Skagway, I felt like we left a little earlier and it was a much smaller place to walk around, I think, Skagway from what I remember.
1: Um, I'm curious too, on that point, like how early were you getting into port and did you do late dining or or main dining?
0: Yeah, we did late dining. I mean, the kids are old enough now where we can do that. Obviously, ideally, we'd be eating somewhere in between, right? Mm-hmm. The early is really early and the late's fairly late. But overall, it was good because, you know, we could snack. We, we, were at, we made good use of the concierge lounge this trip. You know, we had a lot of, we pre-gamed, you know, with <laughs> snacks. Around five or six PM, um, they really liked. You know, they would have little samplings of like you know little cheeses and prosciutto Mm. or whatever, and and so uh, or like little sushi rolls, and they could get you know a you know a sparkling juice or whatever. So they made good use of the lounge and in the evening, and then sometimes in the morning, and uh, and it worked out. I would say, obviously, sometimes we were pretty tired by the time dinner was finishing, but um, we also had a, a pretty quick. The serving team, they seemed really busy always. And so they didn't really have time to chat or do the magic tricks or anything like that. But they were, they kept things moving, which Mm -hmm. I appreciated, especially in the evening. Like the food got served pretty expeditiously and we were out of there, you know, pretty quickly. So I have a
2: question about, you know, Garrett being 11 and whether or not that made an impact really in, you know, excursion choices. Because I know there are some excursions with Disney in Alaska specifically that are 12 and up. Yeah, there- I want
0: to say there was one we wanted to do that was 12 and up. Maybe mm-hmm. it was like see, trying to see bears or something. I can't Ooh. remember what it was, but it was it was something you had to be 12 and up. And then there were some that just seemed like they didn't come back after the pandemic, like they were listed, but then oh, you couldn't actually book them. you know. I don't know. It's been such a while since I booked everything, but um, I think that was the main issue, so.
1: What about on board the ship? You mentioned you know the special character outfits, which I think a lot of people will be familiar with or those not Mickey and Minnie wear. just kind of fun wintry outfits. I think Mickey has like a like a rain slicker outfit well, and a
0: rain slicker, which is a little odd, but yeah. uh, the rest have like uh you know snow snow gear, which uh we got a kick out of and and they're you know especially Donald and Daisy really ham it up, which is fun and then we had we had a naturalist on. We did a couple talks. I dragged the kids to the first one. He was a little dry, mm. I think, for kids. So so they were kind of like, yeah, one is enough. They premiered uh, Little Mermaid on the ship when oh, we was nice. open that weekend, which uh, we enjoyed. Other than that, you know, we tried to give Garrett some breaks. He likes to do some relaxing. But Violet and I, we drew a lot. We do a lot of the animation classes, and we do a lot of the trivia. Mm-hmm. And actually, The Wonder was pretty good about, even if it said adults only, since she's 15, I mean, like, there were a lot of trivias in like the crown and fin pub and, and drawing even that was quote unquote adult and they didn't seem to to give us any hard time i mean we weren't there obviously after nine it was during the day mm-hmm. but in the wish the wish was more no adults only this is you know <laughs> yeah more rigid about it so um so you know for instance we did like a i think a 2000s music trivia which was a lot of fun even though was, you know quote for adults you know like i said i think if you have a teenager it's uh on on most of the ships it's it's really not a big deal and then the kids uh i think our, our crowning achievement is the kids they love uh how well do you know your family and yeah. so for, i swear for two years my my daughter and her her dad were trying to win that and they finally did Ugh. and then she and i have won it once so she said um garrett's much more um uh, a little more you know not it's into public speaking or or a little more you know reticent to be up on the stage but he said oh you know i'll do it with you and so she asked the host you know can i can i enter it with my brother and uh she said oh i, I guess so and you know they they handed up during the, the the picking of the contestants so they got chosen and they oh. went ahead they went against three teens and their parents so i thought this could be really bad right because okay. i didn't really know what to expect of garrett when he got up there you know he might just freeze and not be able to answer oh no. But they swept it. They got every answer right. <laughs> so they knew Why each other never- well enough to get every. The, yeah, the two of them. That's amazing. Knowing each other's uh, responses, which was just hilarious. I was just shocked, honestly. I <laughs> <laughs> spent a lot of the time, obviously, at home fighting, right? So- <laughs> But I guess you know each other well when you yeah, fight. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know how to push each other's buttons. So <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, man. Yes, it was really a, a crowning achievement for the family.
2: <laughs> oh, now did they? What was the prize? Did they get like the Mickey medal? Oh, yeah, just,
0: uh, they got a medallion. Yeah, I think it was a Chip and Del one, so they were very excited.
2: I would be excited actually for the for the new those new ones are pretty cool, like the different yeah. character ones. Yeah. yeah,
0: and then trivia we. We always did okay but we never i think the only one we well we we co-won one the alaska trivia actually my daughter and i um tied for first but i think that was because it was the least well attended of all of the trivias
2: (laughs) (laughs) so that's a good tip out there if you want to try and potentially win trivia pay attention to you know all your tours and go to the alaska trivia i like that Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) we always
0: do all right but
1: nowhere near as well as most people say or the winners (laughs) My sense is, Jen, that Alaska is the star of the show on these cruises. You know, there's plenty to do on board, but d- did you feel like, I don't know, when we were in Europe or, or when we were in Norway, I felt like we didn't spend a ton of time on the ship. Yeah. Did, did, did Is that how it felt for you?
0: Yeah, I think so. And just, I think, the uniqueness of being somewhere cold on the ship, mm-hmm. which maybe Norway was similar I'm sure like you guys, we, we mainly are just, or at least for us, it's convenient to kind of hop on. We mainly do a lot of three and four night kind of shorter ones, either out of Orlando or San Diego, because we're kind of equidistant. Um, although somehow we haven't made one out of Galveston yet, which we could in theory drive to, but, um, <laughs> but we're always in warm weather. And the, even yeah. when we went over to the Mediterranean, obviously it was hot. It was in the summer. So I think, uh, we really liked the fact that it was cold, you know, the kids bought the absurdly expensive jackets on board, you know, right. <laughs> Helly Hansen medical, probably almost never wear again, but, but, uh, it was just fun to, to bundle up and, and walk around, you know, in the cold weather too.
2: I, I take it.
0: You didn't have any pool time on the deck. We did not. I was not. (laughs) I did not really miss that, to be honest. Uh, (laughs) Trying to dry out swimsuits and all of that. So I was okay with that. There were kids that got in that pool, but we were not among them. (laughs) Yeah. To be fair, they
2: are heated, but you couldn't get me in one of the pools in that kind of cold weather. You could get me in one of the hot tubs, but probably...
0: Yeah, there were some adults in the hot tub, I noted, and Garrett would have done that. But I just thought, well... But you're going to be really cold when you get out. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cold. Yeah. yeah.
1: Failed to ask Jen what kind of room you had. I mean, being in concierge, you had a veranda of some.
0: Yeah. Just had a concierge. I don't know. It's just um, maybe they call it family veranda. I'm not yeah. sure. But, yeah.
1: Uh, Did you use the veranda?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I sat on it quite a bit thinking I was going to see, you know, the whales and whatever. <laughs> but, and the the weather was really nice. But I would say, you know, we do best, honestly, in the middle of the ship, kind of a mid level middle of the ship because of the motion. Mm -hmm. So concierge is sometimes rough for us because you're up high. Mm -hmm. We did try to pick at least the middle up high. But um, like I said, we had some days in even our last sea day, I was trying to run around the track and it was windy. And so the ship was like, I was losing my balance running around the track. So Mm and uh, violet was doing a drawing class on her own and that was the one time she got kind of sick that day because she was doing so much drawing you know looking down oh, looking down and, and concentrating she's like okay i gotta take a break you know mm-hmm. uh, and then it, it calmed down but for a little while there in the middle of the day it was pretty pretty windy and rocking
1: well i mean overall jen did you find so one did you enjoy the alaska cruising experience and two would you do it on Disney, again, or would you recommend it on Disney uh, to yeah. others, or would you say, you know, eh, for what it was, maybe Norwegian is a way to go?
0: Yeah, no, I think we, you know, I keep thinking, oh, I'm going to uh, veer away from Disney. And and we did take like the Celebrity Cruise to, to Greece, which my son absolutely loved, but... Um I think for my for my daughter even though she's a teen and she's not she's not really going to the vibe ever or participating in the teen clubs, she loves having those activities on board. Mm-hmm. Um, and the shows and and that bit where Garrett cares more about, you know, the ship <laughs> and sort of the the luxuries of the ship. So I think for us um we do still kind of enjoy what Disney offers overall. I mean, I think it's worth going to Alaska no matter how you do it. So if you know one of the other ships based on price or itinerary is better, then you know it's worth doing. But but I was glad we did it this way. I think that being said, my son came out of it saying, you know, I liked the land Alaska trip was my favorite. Oh, interesting. And that may in part be because it it was just he and I, right? You know, so yeah. it was sort of a mother son trip, which was a lot of fun. You know, and he liked the variety of activities probably that we did a little better. But they lo- both really loved Vancouver, so so that was a, su- a really big hit. And they liked to cruise. I mean, they had a nice time on the cruise, but, um, you know, the excursions overall, I think we, we had a pretty good selection. You know, it's, a, it's, there's always sort of highs and lows with each one. So, yep. but nothing was like a, a disaster. And like I said, no, no vomit bags were used. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big win for my family. Yeah. Which, which one would you say
2: for you, which one was your favorite of the activities excursions that you, that you all did?
0: I think for me, it was tough. It would have been the zip lining had it not been that very last because, you know, he was doing so well. Violet was Mm -hmm. loving it, even though we can do that in many places. um, That was really nice. And I loved being on the glacier. That was a lot of fun, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, the kids, like, stick their faces in the street, <laughs> and please <freeze.
1: laughs> with a hoot, you know we were supposed to have you on a few weeks ago or a month ago or so now to talk about this trip you had to Costa Rica, and we we couldn't make mm-hmm. it work. But uh, as we were exchanging email around that trip, uh, I wanted to ask you about something which was you've done a ton of adventures by Disney trips uh including one to alaska and you mentioned over email when i asked you about how things were going with your costa rica trip which was not adventures by disney how much you miss your adventures by disney guides and so yeah. i was just i was curious now that you have done you know adventures by disney led mm-hmm. trips and this costa rica trip that you sort of i think planned with the help of a ta but but kind of on your own. It was not an organized, uh, necessarily organized in the way that ABD would be. Right. Not a group trip. Right. It's a family trip. What led to that comment? What was making you miss your adventure guides?
0: I think there's always a balance. I think with Costa Rica, what went better than I expected is we really loved the three hotels we picked. And obviously, Mm. we had total control over that versus ABD. You know, you're, you're using whatever hotels they book. And the hotels were wonderful. And, you know, some of the places we stayed were great. But I'd say overall, we, you know, we had a hodgepodge of guides and some were very good and others were like not very good. Mm. And so with ABD, you're kind of, you know that you're getting a certain kind of quality with the guides and they're very good. I don't know. Entertaining is not the right word. It's not to entertain you per se, but you know, they're very good at engaging Mm -hmm. the kids and the adults. And, um, and there is a certain kind of camaraderie that develops on the, with the group, um, which since we're all fairly introverted, I mean, we always have a good time as just a family unit, but it is nice to kind of have you get a little bit of that time on your own. And then you get some of the time in the group. I mean, it still was a wonderful trip and I'm really glad that it was just my daughter and I and it was it was great to spend that time with her and we did some really amazing things. But it did make me appreciate, I think, what you're getting with ABD as well. That being said, we did Tokyo on our own and that was probably my favorite trip of all time, you know, yeah. but part, I think that was... The, you know that destination was still you know the top thing we've done so so yeah I think that would be sort of my summary is is um you know the guides I think I don't know what Adventures by Disney pays them but it's probably not enough because they're <laughs> I mean they really they're kind just of that good and, it'll, and it'll, to a large extent well and I know
2: you used my path unwinding travel for that Costa Rica mm-hmm. trip and they helped you plan that itinerary mm-hmm. do you feel like you know with ABD you ha- you're kind of stuck with the with their itinerary right so yeah. did did that assist you in being able to you
0: know steer your vacation to places Yeah, open, yeah, you know? I mean they gave me like I said they would give me some uh well here's sort of three hotel choices, you know, different kind of price ranges and locations and so you know we kind of worked together to patch together the itinerary and they I think they tend to work with whatever third party kind of vendor helps arrange um things locally and so it was really sort of the the quality of some of the guides I think was the problem of the third party vendor you know, like one, like our, our big, our big guide for multiple days was, it was supposed to be, you know, billed as like an expert guide slash driver. And, and he was basically just a driver. Right. And Uh so, and like sort of very, um, low energy. (laughs) And so, so it was just sort of, um, Oh, that's a bummer. He was kind of like a miss, but that being said, it was, it reminded me of the Galapagos in the sense that you're there. I mean, one of the hotels was like on the beach and there were, you know, they had like morning yoga and there'd be like monkeys everywhere hopping around Hi. while you're doing yoga. And there would be sloths right in the trees above you and macaws. And I mean, it was amazing. So, uh, kind of, I think the beauty of that destination, you know, right. the variety of animals and everything. So, doesn't ABD have its own Costa Rica? They do. Yeah. Um, and my daughter and I went over spring break, but I want to say either the timing didn't work out or they were booked or, or both. I don't know. Because um, I, I looked into it briefly, but yeah, it just didn't work out. So I was like, okay, well, we'll still go and we'll just kind of do our own thing.
1: Dan, anything we missed in talking about your fabulous Alaska sailing with Disney Cruise Line? You want to be sure to uh, to highlight.
0: No, I, I think we, we summed it up pretty well. I mean, um, leave some time in Vancouver. That would be my recommendation. <laughs>
1: yeah, it, it is a fabulous it's city.
0: So yeah, they don't get to visit very often. It was it was even we thought we'd enjoy it, but we we liked it even more than we were expecting to.
2: Nice. It's like the better brother to Seattle.
0: <laughs> Let
2: me put it that way. I mean, we live in the Seattle area. So like, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I I, think Vancouver is just such an amazing town. Yeah, um, that was great. Yeah, I just love it.
1: Well, Jen, thank you so much for coming on. As always, we love to, uh, to chat with you and we really appreciate you sharing your fabulous Alaska cruise experience with us in a bit of an abbreviated fashion for our bonus show, but uh, still fun nonetheless. So thanks for taking the time.
0: Yeah, thank you for having me.
1: All the things are there, including a way you can sign up to be a guest on the show if you'd like to share your Disney Cruise Line experience. Most importantly, you can always email us at dclduo at gmail.com if you'd like to connect with us, or you can call our voicemail line if you'd like to leave us a message. We love to include the voices of our listeners in our show. Just dial 402-413-5590. That's 402 402- Four one three five five nine zero, and that will head straight to our Google Voice voicemail line. The DCL Dual Podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent or the great folks over at My Path Unwinding Travel. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DC duo good night